Welcome to Inspired Artist Podcast with me, Porter Singer. In this episode, I have the pleasure of speaking with Astrid Halverson, who is a spiritual teacher, a coach, and a channel. She is doing amazing work. In fact, just subscribing to her Instagram feed is like the best self-help book you could possibly ever read. Um, she doesn't do a ton of shameless self-promotion, so I'm going to gladly do that for her right now. Um, I think you should go check out her website during or after this podcast, astridhalverson.com. I will post the links below. Definitely subscribe to her Instagram where she does live videos and she will answer questions that you have in video form. <laughs> um, she is someone who has mentored me and who has been my coach. And actually after the podcast episode, I was inspired to sign up for another one of her packages. Her coaching is extremely affordable, and if you connect with her on any level, I definitely encourage you to go and check out what she has to offer. Um, in addition, she has a ton of free courses and content on her website, so it's like a wealth of information. In the podcast, we talk about some really interesting subjects, you know, being our authentic self and what that means in terms of finding our life's purpose and how finding our life's purpose can help us find our authentic self and vice versa. We talk a lot about masculine and feminine energies and sort of the ways in which hyper-masculinity has, you know, dominated uh, our culture, but also this fear of receiving, which is a, a feminine trait, which she pointed out to me, which I thought was really interesting. She, like me, is very interested in emotions and actually feeling. So she comes at her coaching and her teaching from the law of attraction, you know, kind of uh, ethos, but she brings in this, what I feel is this missing component, this understanding of our emotions and what we are actually being told through our emotions when we feel something, when we feel triggered. This is not something that you hear from other people in the way that she is communicating it. So I really, really appreciate her work and I hope that you will go check out more of what she does. It's truly worthwhile. So. Without further ado, let's get into the convo. Okay. This meeting is being recorded. That I will edit. <laughs> <laughs> this is the only I part. love her. <laughs> you have a totally different person who talks to you than I do in Zoom. It was like a totally different voice. Oh, really? It sounded like oh. it. I don't know. Maybe it was just because of the microphone. Yeah, yeah. so... Cool. Well, welcome. I love your um, headdress. <laughs> Thank you. It's a mirror. <laughs> no, I know. But it's like, it's like right above your head. It's so perfect. It's like my, what's the word, you know, like what Jesus has? Your halo. Yes, it's my halo. <laughs> <laughs> That's so perfect. And your halo reflects the person that you're looking at back to themselves. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love that. Yeah. That's the best part of it. <laughs> So I wanted to have you on because I, I, first of all, I haven't spoken to you in a while. So hi, mm. but I have been hi. following your posts. So I feel like I've been um, cool. at least sort of abreast of what you've been up to. And I just love what you're doing. So I thought it would be cool to have you on and share that with the people who listen to this podcast. So thank you. Thank you yeah. so much for inviting me. I'm excited. So, and thank you. I didn't know you were following me. That's like, yay. <laughs> that's the thing where they all say like, 
no matter how many people follow you on Instagram or whatever it is, always imagine that it's 10 times more. Oh, who says because, that? Yeah. Your guys? I, I don't know. There's like a marketing specialist because I get into this whole like, oh, no one is noticing me. No one can see me. And then she's like, no, there's 10 times more the people than you are aware of. I like that. Yeah. I'm going to just take notes as well when while we're doing this. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Okay, cool. So yeah, so you have a huge following. <laughs> huge following. Yeah. As do I. I mean, 10 times more. <laughs> That's fantastic. no, but it makes sense though, because when I check the like the um, you know, when you can go check uh, on Instagram, like how many people have seen your posts. Yeah. It's actually more than 10 times as many as uh, as like because I'll get like 20 likes on a post. Oh, right. Then and then you go in and see there's like 20,000 people reach within a week. Oh. So wow, it's always like really if we have, good. I don't yeah, think because so. reels are good. If I don't do reels, it's not good. But I have like barely a thousand followers. But if you think about the reach, the engagement, not not engagement, reach. Engagement is the likes, right? So so the yeah, reach is yeah, I guess 10 so. times more. Right. That's really cool. Okay. Yeah. Fantastic. And so you've been inspired to do more, more videos. Yeah. Okay. So the thing is, I feel like, so I was listening to this podcast from an astrologer and she says, as a Leo rising, you're supposed to, um, Leo's or Leo rising. That's you're supposed to be the face of the brand. So you're supposed to share your personal journey and all of that. And I was like, God, no, no one's interested in me. But but apparently the more that you show like your your personal side and who you are as a person, the more um, the more people you will reach. And I tried that. And the posts that are more like personal, if I'm there, they get a better reach. But also I've noticed that reels get the most reach out of everything that I do. For some reason, I guess younger people like to look at reels. Oh, okay. So it's like this whole thing of trying to, because when I write a post, maybe a hundred people will see it and I'll get 20 likes. If I do a reel, 3000 people will see it hmm. and you can do a reel with the same like words on it. So I'm like, damn it. I need to get my messages out there. So <laughs> I'll rather do a reel than a post if it gets 10 times as many, um, like totally. views, but yeah, it's also a lot less time consuming, right? No. Yeah, not really. It's no. the same for me. Okay. But it's just, it's more fun when you know people are watching or reading. Right, right. So, so how has, how has like, do you feel like when, because I think the last time we spoke was maybe a year ago or a year and a half ago? Probably, yeah. Do you feel like you, you weren't sharing who you were? Because I felt like you were, you were sharing yeah. who you were. It's okay. So I just, I just had like, um, I just had a huge um, shift around that, though. Um, because I, I always felt like I was really authentic on my journey. But so when I started posting, like back in the, you know, when I was posting on Facebook, it was more like, it's all about me. This is what I got because my, you know, the child messages was more about me. And then as I got better at it, 
I tapped into more collective messages and just general teachings. It wasn't so much about my own sense of unworthiness or whatever. Um, and then lately I've been focused on trying to put the messages, the teachings out there in ways that could help people. And then I just had someone else channel for me and they were saying, because I'm struggling with reaching people and they were saying, yeah, you're a lot better at what you do as a channel, but are you like, are you really being authentic? And I realized and I had a huge meltdown about it. And I realized because ah, <laughs> I've been trying to be professional. So I've been showing like the um, sort of the professional spiritual teacher. And I think what I'm supposed to be is just this person, just me who also shares like sharing the teachings from a very personal embodied view, you know, instead of just being, this is the teachings, I'm supposed to be an example of the teachings. Mm -hmm. And that requires a very different kind of authentic self, because I've been trying to fit into, um, I've been trying to fit into the world, being the professional spiritual teacher. But I think but I think the space that has been kind of made for me when it comes to me living my destiny. It's as if, because we all come in with a destiny, a purpose, right? And that is aligned and intertwined with our authentic self. And I think the destiny and the purpose that has been, uh, the space that has been created for that destiny requires me to be the personal Astrid to live from a more, more of a, like a, I'm a spiritual teacher, but I'm just a person instead of being the professional. So mm -hmm. I've been going at it the wrong way, trying to fit into this space that was never created for me. And then there's been this open space prepared for the personal Astrid. And I wasn't using that space because I was trying to go over here, be the professional one. And it just took like a huge meltdown for me to sort <laughs> of accept that because I've been working so hard to be professional. And like hiding the parts of me that are too much or too sensitive or too vulnerable. Yeah. yeah. How do you feel about that though? As like an artist and a spiritual teacher, how does that, how do, how do you feel about that? Are you, can you see two different, two separate personalities? Yeah. I had a realization about this actually this morning because I, I feel like I actually go the opposite extreme. I like, mm -hmm share so much about myself. And I was like, well, I'm being authentic. And then I'm like, oh no, I'm not. I'm trying to explain myself. I'm trying oh. to like justify myself. So I had that realization this morning. <laughs> yeah. Big shift yeah. going on right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you're trying yeah. to justify why you are the way you are. Yeah. Yeah. I think like I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's like a survival tactic or something that I learned as a kid, but it's like, Oh, Porter, you're not being consistent. You just changed your mind about this. Now you have to go tell everybody why this is okay. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I totally get that. I think that's so common. And it's so funny because almost all of our problems or issues are around finding and expressing our authentic self. And that's what we all work with, or we are, we all deal with that because all the people that come to me, they usually come in with like different, um, like different challenges. And when we get to the core of it, it's always this thing of 
finding your authentic self and accepting that person, that part of you, and then being okay with expressing that person, feeling safe to express that person. And then a part of that, as you're on that journey of finding your authentic self, you're also going to find your purpose because those two are intertwined, right? So Mm -hmm. when you start tapping into and aligning to your purpose, you also naturally align to your authentic self. And then those two work together. So, So your purpose is going to help you become more authentic and when you start unraveling the layers of inauthenticity and discovering more of your authentic self, you're also going to find your purpose because they're merged. You can't separate one because your purpose was made for you and your authentic expression and your authentic expression is your purpose. So I feel like everyone that comes to me, they're all, we're all working around feeling safe to express our, our authentic self. And it's like all these issues that we deal with every day, it's all about how we have been conditioned to try to be different. So it's like when you're trying to explain why you want to try different things or why one thing shifts into the to the next, it's like trying to explain or trying to feel is it okay for me to be my authentic self? I really want to be my authentic self. Please let me be this. It's okay. And like explaining why you should be allowed to be you. And it's so. I feel like we all do that, trying to find acceptance through others, but also within ourselves, just find acceptance for who we are and be allowed to be ourselves. And it's just, it can be so hard, so challenging. Yeah. But I feel like we're doing a really good job there, just like moving, trying out these different things. And do you not feel that way that you're, you're moving through it? I, I don't know. I, I guess I, I, I feel like I do move through. I also feel like I've moved backwards and now I'm kind of going forwards again. Like I, I had this like, um, couple of years. I mean, since I've spoken to you, right. I was like, listen, mm-hmm. this is really helpful, but I've been co been, I've been getting coaching for like two years now <laughs> and I, I kind of need to figure out who I am. Um, and yeah. And so I, I kind of went into like a whole sort of downward spiral. Um, not that I was like depressed. I mean, it wasn't like intense, you know, negativity or mm-hmm. anything, but I like, mm-hmm. I dwelled a lot on things that I regretted or that, um, had, you know, that were wrong in the world and, you know, things like that. And I feel like I've just sort of shaken myself out of that funk a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, I, this is not, I, I actually can see, I'm like, and it was, you know, so it was useful. I'm like, I'm looking back. I'm like, well, that didn't help. <laughs> well, didn't it though? Because you probably learned a lot about yourself. Oh yeah. No, I mean, it, it, it moved me, but it didn't change any of the things that bothered me. You know oh. what I mean? Like it, it wasn't like in my, you know, in my hating of the, uh, I don't know the people I felt had lied to me about the yoga practice I did mm-hmm. that, yeah, that yeah, changed yeah. anything that it made me feel better about it or that it you know yeah if nothing pot you know nothing wonderful grew from that because obviously mm-hmm. but I don't know I think I needed to see that so yeah, yeah. Th- that's the thing though there's never there's never it may it may look like we went backwards but it's not really it's just a deeper inwards understanding mm-hmm. in order to heal something so it's I feel like it's all about perspective because we all I've been oh my gosh I've been <laughs> down the rabbit hole so many times the past year or two and I find myself going into these moments of 
oh my gosh, this is so hard. And there's so like, I, is it even worth it? And I'm going to give up. And then a week later, it's like, I can't give up. But we, so it's like, I keep going back and forth, but it's just, I learn something every time I have to crawl my way back out of it. Mm. And I think it's healthy for us to just give up this idea that we're never going to fall back into that hole again, because there's always a hole there's, and, and, and we also need kind of that the darkness and the silence that exists when we fall back into that hole is what I feel because we learn so much from it. Mm. But yeah. Yeah. One of the, I was thinking the other day, one of the the teachers that I used to listen to, uh, he was talking about how like salt it's like, it's just, you need this like little sprinkle on your food and it accentuates all the flavors. But if you try to drink like a whole bucket of it, you know, it'll make you really ill. So it's, yeah, it's like that, that darkness yeah. that, kind of highlights everything, but you don't need a ton of it, you know, yeah. you don't need yeah. to drown in it or stay there. That's true. Yeah. 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 So how have, how have you been kind of navigating, um, life since this discovery of, you know, needing to share your, your authentic non-professional self? Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's been, yeah. So this, like this last insight just happened a few days ago. So I'm still kind of like just playing around with it because I've been trying, like I said, I've been trying so hard to build this, like this, not this image because I thought it was me. Like I've been, it's, it's not so much that I've been, well, I guess it was, I guess the thing is I've been trying to be the professional part of me and I'm neglected the softer part of me, like I've been trying to be, um, to get things done and to produce and create and be professional and run a lot of courses and be kind of, um, get myself out there. I've been trying to be, yeah, I guess professional is the right, is the right word. And that is a part of me, but I think the bigger part of me is more like, like the, like the feminine flow kind of like there's so much vulnerability and so much softness and so much emotions. And my business is kind of based off of that, off of the, like the softness and the flow and the, the freedom, because I find that whole, the masculine approach of this is how we do it. And you're going to build this now and you're going to stick to it. I, that feels so limiting to me. So mm -hmm. for me, it feels more fun to do like that, the intimate, deep kind of shadow work. So I'm just, I'm trying to move, I guess I'm moving away from like teaching groups and moving more into that intimate, like the one-on-one -on -one containers mm. and thinking back, that's what I've been doing all along. Mm -hmm. I just didn't notice because I had this image in my head. I'm going to be a teacher to mm. groups and then all, and that never really worked out. And all along, I've been doing this one-on-one -on -one work with my, um, like my long-term clients. And that's, what's been, that's what I've been, that's where I learn. And that's where I get like the gems that I share with the collective. So, okay, but your question was like, how have I been dealing <laughs> with it personally, right? How have I been dealing with it? It's been very challenging because I've noticed how much of my ego and my pride that was attached to that, to that, like the, uh, the professional role. I think I've been trying to prove my worth. Finally, I'm going to be worth 
or worthy of something. Finally, I'm going to show people that there's value in me. And I've been trying to prove that through being professional. And it's been really hard because whenever I've tried to gain respect for being professional, people have kind of like pushed that aside and been like, but we love you for who you are. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I don't want love. I want respect. And I want admiration. <laughs> Joe, I love, I want respect. Right? And so <laughs> like I've that. been like desperately trying to get something that was not in alignment with the core of who I am and what I think I desperate, I like, I really needed. I, on a soul level, we all want to be loved. Mm-hmm. And I think I've been trying to grow the professional part of me so that I could get love because I think that is what is being valued. But then all this time people were valuing the softer, like more um, flowy, vulnerable, um, silly, making mistakes kind of person that I am. And I've been loved for that, but I pushed it away because I wanted to be this tough professional. I don't know. I think it's like kind of like, wanting to be in the masculine energies, but naturally being drawn to the feminine energies because Mm. I've shamed myself for my softness my whole life. Mm. So it's been really hard lately to try to remove myself from the need of being in that masculine energy and finding worth in gaining respect. Because suddenly all that's left is this super vulnerable um, core of me that just wants to be like, loved and appreciated and just wants to be super vulnerable all the time. But at the same time, I'm really afraid of being vulnerable. So it's just, I don't know how I've been navigating because I'm still in it. I'm like in the depths of it. So I'm still navigating back and forth. And I'm noticing that I'm really like, I cried 10 10 minutes before the podcast and I'm like, Oh, I hope I can go through this without crying. Cause that's (laughs) like, that's how I run energy through my body. It's all emotions. Mm. Um, Yeah. I'm the same way. Yeah. But I'm really loving it though, because I know this shift will pay off, but it's like it's so intense when I'm in the middle of it and you feel that too with emotions. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, that's, that's the, the coaching work that I do is all about emotions and yeah. I'm, I'm like coming back into this. It like trying, trying to sort of take all the things that I, I, I really, I know to be true. Like I, I really, I love the, the messages that um, for example, that I got from, from Abraham and from Gary Temple Bodley and, you know, from you, cause you were the, the third channel, I think that, that I discovered. And what I loved about what you were sharing was that it was like, um, you were noticing what I couldn't verbalize, which was like, well, wait a second. Like at what point do you actually feel, you know, hmm. <laughs> like when, yeah. when, when does yeah. that come in? And it, because that was like a big, that was sort of a big difficulty for me in, in, in getting this, it's like, okay, I, I get that I can shift my emotions. I was actually just thinking about this before our call. Cause I knew we would talk about emotions, but, um, it's like, okay, my mom just died. My mom hasn't died, but you know, it's something really, really okay. painful, you know, just, just happened that she's not dead. Let's just say my aunt died. I don't want to say no. that. Okay. My aunt died. 
and I'm really sad. Like I'm, this is, this is, you know, I, I understand that she's in the non-physical, I get all mm. of that, but like, I'm not going to get to hug her anymore. You know, and that mm. like that, that's sad. And I can't call her up on the phone. So like, I have access to certain choices in that moment, but I don't really have access to like pure unadulterous love or like mm. joy or like exuberant yeah. ecstasy in that moment, you know? So, you know, I can be grateful for her life, but I also like when we're talking about authenticity, I, you know, I need to be authentic to the emotion that I'm actually experiencing. And it feels like we're constantly being told, well, try to get over that as quickly as you possibly can, because you're creating financial lack, you're creating negative manifestations. <laughs> it's like, oh, fuck, I can't even like experience yeah. a death without like feeling shameful. You know, now I'm feeling shameful about the fact that I'm experiencing something other than joy. So there's something yeah. like amiss there, right? Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree because, and it's such a, it's such a weird thing because it's like, if you're teaching that you can't feel your feelings because then you're going to create something unwanted, you're just like missing the whole point because the feeling is just the messenger of the vibration that has been within you all the time. Right? So just because you're feeling grief right now, doesn't mean that your vibration has been, um, free from grief. And now it's a vibration of grief. It just means that you're finally feeling the vibration that has been within you for a long, long time. And through feeling it, you're, uh, you're allowing yourself to transmute it. If you don't feel it, it can't change. And you will be carrying that grief within you for the rest of your life, just because you deny it or suppress it because you're like, Oh, I'm happy. I don't want to create anything bad. So <laughs> that just means you're denying and suppressing the vibration of grief that is inside of you. And you're refusing to heal that wound. So I'm like, the, the feeling isn't actually what, what manifests. The feeling is just a signal that is telling you, Hey, this is something that is a part of your vibration. So that I, I think people should just be, if you want to be afraid of something, then you can be afraid of not feeling your feelings because that means you're not listening to the signals and you have no idea what is happening inside of you. And also the thing about, I don't want to create based on my feeling. Well, if you have a vibration of grief and that creates something in your outside reality that allows you to feel that feeling, when you, per, when you look at the thing in your outside reality and you're like, oh, I should be happy about this. Oh, it's not a bad thing. That means you're refusing to look at your reflection and change your vibration as a result of it. So if you're looking in the mirror, it's like if you're looking in the mirror and you see that there's a hair and you're trying to like pluck your eyebrows and you have like five thick hairs in the middle of your nose and you're like, I don't see them, I don't see them. <laughs> when you turn away, like the, those five hairs in the middle of your nose will still be there. You can't mm -hmm. change it. By just ignoring it you have to pluck it and heal it unless you want to unibrow unibrows are fine that's not what i'm saying i'm saying <laughs> pretending that the reflection is something different isn't going to change it yeah. you have to see what's out there in order to heal it within you so that you can create something different in, in the future so if you're refusing to feel your feelings you're just ignoring all the signals that the universe is sending you so that you can heal and it's just like I'm getting so agitated because I'm passionate about this because I feel like so much of these teachings are sort of masculine inspired. And I don't mean by men, I mean by the energy that we as a society function um, or, or live by. We live by mostly masculine values and masculine energies. And that's just an energy. It's not related to gender or sex. Right. But so 
this fear of emotions is also fear of vulnerability and fear of softness. And it's making us, it's, it's pushing us to turn away from the signals and the signs such as emotions that are here to help guide us to creating the life that we want. It's here to help guide us to a better life. We're here to feel the emotions. And if we ignore those, that's not helping anyone, especially not as a conscious creator. Right. Thank you for getting me fired up. <laughs> that was a really, that was a really amazing insight. I've actually never heard that said that way or that, that expressed the idea that the grief was already in you. Yeah. Can you talk more because, about that? Yeah, because, yeah. But okay. So whatever, when you're feeling, when you're having an emotion, that is a signal that you are sending to yourself. It's like, uh, it's like you're, you're feeling it through your body, right? Emotions are felt in the body. And so you're feeling it because it's a part of your vibration that is coming up and that's being ready to heal. That's be, that is ready to being healed. Mm. So, oh, okay. I mean, happy emotions don't need to be healed, but let's say that you're feeling a negative emotion. You're feeling anger. If you're feeling that anger, it's because there is a part of your vibration that is now ready to be healed. So as you feel that anger, you can ask yourself, why am I feeling this way? Where is this anger pointing me towards? And if you open to that feeling, you will get all these memories or insights, maybe from what happened a few years ago or what happened last week. I'm angry because of this. And then if it's something, maybe you had an argument with your spouse and you're thinking, why am I angry? Because he's such an idiot. And then you open to the feeling and you think back to, oh, this has happened. This is a pattern in my life where I've been angry with people because of something they have done to me, or I feel like they've done to me. I've been triggered all these times in my life. Why have I been triggered? I get angry because for instance, I feel like people don't understand me. So I feel misunderstood. And then I get agitated and angry when I'm expressing myself and they don't understand what I'm saying. So then you move deeper into that and beyond that anger, like what's beneath the anger, beneath the anger is a sense of sorrow or grief, this vulnerability, this feeling of I'm so sad because I feel misunderstood. I feel like no one sees me. And then you're moving towards the core, but you can't get to that part. If you stop at the anger and you go, oh, I feel angry. Angry is a negative emotion. I'm going to pivot. I'm happy. I'm happy, happy, happy. I don't want to create or manifest anything from that anger. That means that you're only feeling the surface layer and you never get to the core wound that you want to heal because that wound of feeling not seen or feeling misunderstood is something that you have been carrying with you your whole life. And that's why you have created all these uh, manifestation events, all these situations where you have experienced that emotion of not being seen. You've experienced that sadness and then the anger. So you created a pattern because of the vibration inside of you. So you had this first initial experience in your childhood of being misunderstood or someone not seeing you. And then that created a belief inside of you. That belief then manifested outside of you in, a, in, a, in an event, in a situation that triggered this feeling inside of you. If you didn't have the tools as a five-year-old to understand that it was a limiting belief, that outside event probably triggered and fueled your feeling of not being understood. So then you had, that was a bigger part of your vibration that you carried with you into, you know, your teens where people constantly misunderstood you. So your belief fueled the outside situations, the outside situations that created um, 
experiences where you felt misunderstood was then fueling your inner belief. So it's like the pattern that you have inside of you. And the pattern is no one can see me. No one feels, um, no one understands me. That's the wound that creates a pattern, a blueprint that you put on the outside world so that your filter is people don't see me. I misunderstood. Every time that happens in your outside reality, that fuels your limiting belief. And there's a pattern inside of you that is then reflected and repeated in, in the outside world. So that's like two patterns, but also there's a pattern from within you and outside of you, outside of you fuels you, you fuel the outside. And, and you carry that with you for decades until at some point you get angry because your partner isn't listening to you or doesn't understand you. And that is what the emotions are telling you. You have this, this feeling of not being seen as a part of your vibration. And you've had that for decades. And the emotion is telling you, hey, you're ready to heal this now. This is the perfect time for you to heal this. So I'm going to signal you through an emotion that you need to deal with this now so that you don't recreate this pattern. And that's those patterns. That's what's coming up right now collectively because we've shifted into this new dimension and we need to break the patterns of the past so that we can start um, creating new patterns into the future instead of taking the patterns from our past and recreating from that into the future so that we don't have to live those same situ situations over and over and over. But that's why it's so important that you feel into your emotions, that you're aware, that you listen, that you open up to the feeling so that you can receive the information because there's always information in the feeling, in the emotions. It's always information. It's not just like this soft woo-woo thing. It's information, guys. It's information that's coming to you from your soul, from your core, from who you are. And it's there to help you so that you can heal and release so that you don't have to recreate that pain in, in, into the future. Hmm. Yeah, I like that. I get excited. Were you just like, were, were you just like reading me or was that a general, was that a general thing? Because I no, was like, it's man, are you spot about, on? No, <laughs> no. So we talked about this on the group call today. I do weekly group calls and it was just, it's something that's coming up, but it's, of course, it's a collective experience because we're always moving through these um, topics or issues on a collective basis. So it looks a little bit different for everyone, but it's mm. almost always the same topic that we're all dealing with at the same time. That's how connected all of us are. Mm. Mm. That's beautiful. Yeah. It, it made me think when you were talking about feminine and masculine energies, mm. how maybe the, the like approach that we have to getting into these ideas like, for example, I think the way that I came into the law of attraction, and I don't even know, like, how exactly I ended up there, to be perfectly honest. It's like one day I was like, okay, these videos started popping up on my YouTube feed. But it was more of like, how do I get rich? You know? Yeah, me too. Me too. That's, a totally I haven't figured it out, <laughs> that's a totally masculine, like, you know, yeah. how do I, how do I survive and accumulate goods, right? Yeah. Um, it's not very flowy. And then like, I feel like if you were to sort of be the kind of person, and maybe that's just because of the culture that we live in, I don't know, be the kind of person that's like, how do I live an easier life? Like, how do I feel better most of the time? Maybe you yeah. would come to like more of what you just talked about earlier on. Yeah. I, well, the thing is though, that what you're saying, like, um, how, how do I get rich is that's a masculine approach. 
I would also say it's part of this whole, the wound of the feminine, because hmm. how do I get, get rich? If you're not already rich, you have problems with receiving and hmm. receiving is like the feminine energy. So hmm. because we've been denying and suppressing the feminine energy in all of us, we're not really good at receiving. Hmm. And that, that's why we also have this collective struggle around, I can't get enough money because there's plenty of people out there who also they get money, but it slips out of their hands because they don't know how to hold, receive and hold, right? So mm -hmm. it's, but it's definitely, definitely this whole thing around, we're so focused on thinking that money or getting material things is going to make us feel happy. Why are we focused on that? Because we don't know how to deal with our emotions, right? We don't know how to cope with our emotions. Mm -hmm. So we cling to these something outside of me must make me happy. I feel like also a lot of people are going after that. How do I attract the perfect partner? It's like money mm. or love. Mm. Very rarely do people want to dive into self-love unless they've been through years of trauma where they just feel broken down. So people come to me and I usually say, yeah, this is a self-love thing. Uh, and they're like, no, no, I just want the money. And then <laughs> Six months later, they're back and it's like, yeah, maybe it is self-love. <laughs> but it's like, it's, it's even this thing where we don't want to admit that we have issues with self-love and self-acceptance. Because when you admit, yeah, I find it difficult to love myself. It's kind of this ego thing where it feels so vulnerable and we're so afraid of exposing our vulnerability that we just, even that is too difficult to admit that you, you struggle with accepting yourself. It's just, we're, we're all walking mm. around with these walls to protect ourselves from people seeing who we, we really are. And yet what all of us wants is just to be seen. That's what all of us wants, just to be seen for who we are. Yeah. I, I noticed that you have some cool, like free courses on your website. Cause I was perusing mm -hmm. your, your cool website. And one of them is the self-acceptance course, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I and keep getting the message. I'm like, Porter, <laughs> download the course, <laughs> download the course, yeah. download the course. So I'm, I will definitely be doing that. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I also, I, I just, I think that was two days ago. So um, it's cool that you're mentioning because I used to have, uh, there's two courses that was, you had to pay for them, but I just removed that. So they're all free right now. And the most popular one is probably the new earth human, which also talks about how we all come or as light workers, we come in with special abilities and because of how sensitive we are and because we're different from, you know, most people, we usually feel like we're wrong, that we're different, that we should be you know, more like everyone else so that you should be less sensitive or you should be less emotional or you should be just more normal. And so we tend to struggle with the same things. And it's all because we came in with the sensitivity to be able to navigate through vibration and to create through vibration, which is like a 5D tool. But the world that we came into is very much 3D, where you need to work hard and where you should ignore your feelings and just be more um, more basic. And so we came in with more advanced tools because of the sensitivities and the like the ability to sense vibration, but we've been ignoring and suppressing that because we just wanted to fit in into the 3d world. So that's a really good course. What's so that called again? New earth human. New so earth it's all, human. you can all find it on the same, on the same link. 
Okay. I'll but share the link with, in the uh, yeah, podcast cool. notes Thank for people. You. Thank you. There's yeah, so much, there's so much free information out there really. And I just like, I just want people to find it because there's, there's, it's, it can be so healing when you understand that there's nothing wrong with you. You're meant to be this way, but yeah, I yeah. just want to shake people. It is, it, it is. I feel like it, it, it's, it's really, well, I would love for you to walk me through your decision process on, on making those courses free. Cause that's really interesting. But the other mm. thing is, is that from my perspective, it's like, even still, it's still really valuable to talk to an actual human because yeah, totally agree. that's you, you know, you can go, yeah. Oh yeah, I see myself in that, but you don't, we have blind spots. We were, I was talking about this yeah. with somebody else too. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally agree because, and, and that's what I've noticed. Like I said that too, I have so much free content out there, both on Instagram and on the courses and on YouTube. Like I post a video a day, there's so much content. And I know some people have probably unfollowed me because I post too much on Instagram, but it's just like, there's so, I get so much information. And if I don't put it out there and create, the tension is unbearable. And as an artist, I'm sure you can relate. Like it's, it feels bad in your body if you don't get to create, it's just like a calling. But the thing is, what I notice is that I can put all this information out there and people are like, yeah, and I can see they're blank because it's not a lack of information. It's a lack of having someone explain how this applies to your life. So like people, and this is why people come to me because they read all of it or much of it and they've heard it but it just, it doesn't go in. And so we'll sit there and I'll explain, this is why you're feeling this way. This is the wound that you need to heal. And this is how you heal it. And then we walk, like I walk them through it and they, and this is also why it's so important. I think that people do more than one call. This is why I think coaching is so much better than one off calls because on like one call, you can help someone and explain to them, this is like, these are your limiting beliefs. These are your issues. And this is how to heal it. And then they'll be like, yeah. And a week later, they've had time to think about it. And it's, but, but when you're not completely confident in this work and you're stuck there all alone and you don't have someone to guide you and, and like coach you and support you and say, I believe in you, you can do this. It's, so confusing because you start doubting yourself and you start doubting the information and you go, Oh, I'm getting all this feedback because as soon as you start picking on those limiting beliefs and you try to change your beliefs, all that fear that has been dormant inside of your vibration for 20 years, that fear is going to come up because you pick the wound. So when you try to change your beliefs, all the things that you have been carrying that are aligned to your fears, that is going to come up and be like, Hey, don't you just want to stay in fear because that will keep you safe. So all that fear is going to come up to the surface. And if you're alone and you don't have someone to support you, you're going to give into that pressure. And that's when you go back 10 steps because you just feel overwhelmed by all that fear suddenly coming up and you're like, Oh, I shouldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. Let's just go back to the old pattern. Let's just go back to the old limiting ways. So that's why I think it's so important that you go talk to someone regularly it doesn't have to be me. I'm just saying, if you go on one call, go back because the first call is just a surface layer and it takes months for you to get to the core. And it takes like regular support from someone to be able to build those new beliefs and to feel supported and start to start believing in yourself. Um, But so, yeah, I totally agree that 
what people come for or what people need is guidance on how this applies to their life because it's we have there's so much information and then you're sitting well I just had this argument with my spouse and that's my problem I don't give a fuck about the self-love I just want to know how to not hate my husband or how to change him even better right so you need to know how does this apply to me? How is this relevant to me? How am I supposed to use all this information? Because we have all these phrases and all this like pivot your thoughts and think positively and manifest good things. But how does this apply to me right now? Like, definitely that one to one guidance is worth so much more than what anyone is paying. I don't care mm -hmm. what your rates are, the value that you give on those consultations as a coach is so much more worth than any amount of money because you're helping them not just in the moment but you're helping them years from now because what i've learned from being the student in those situ situations is that the guidance that i got five years ago is still teaching me i'm finally starting to learn what those messages were all about i'm finally starting to see the bigger picture of mm -hmm. it because it takes years for that to seep in and it takes years for you to sort of allow those changes to manifest inside of you. Um, I totally yeah, agree. I'm, what? You're a good listener. <laughs> I just. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I mean, this is your show. It's, you know, it's, it's, no. that's the, that's the idea. You come on and you, you share your, your thing. <laughs> yeah. I, I've been having that realization um, lately about the, the concept of like, nobody's life experience is better than yours. Like that's sinking in so deeply. I'm like, oh, that makes so much sense. Of course. Of Explain. Course. Okay. So like, I mean, I guess it's been, it's been sinking in on like deeper and deeper levels. Like the first time I really got a whiff of it was I was, um, I was in this really cool tree house with Juan and we were in the, the jacuzzi and it started snowing. And I was like, wow, this is so beautiful. This is so amazing. Like, I love my life. And then I'm like, I could be having a totally shitty experience right now. Like, it doesn't matter what it looks like, you know, like we yeah. could be fighting. I could, you know, I could have just gotten some bad news or something. And like, even though it looks on the surface to be, you know, this like exquisite thing, it could totally suck. Yeah. And on the, you know, and, and I am having a really great experience, but, and then, I don't know, it's just, it's just sort of come in like in waves ever since then, um, where I will, I don't know, maybe I'll see somebody's Instagram post and I'll be like, Oh, I wish I were on a beach or, you know, or, or something like that. And I'm like, wait a second, I was on a beach a year ago and I had some pretty shitty days on a beach. <laughs> it didn't feel like the photo. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. I'm having a better time looking at that photo probably than the people yeah. in the photo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah that's, that's a fun thing to, to recognize. I try to explain that to my kids. I know they're not going to get it until much, much later, but you know, cause they always want like the new toy. They want the, mm -hmm. you know, so-and-so has this, like, why can't we have a red Lamborghini? <laughs> you know? Oh God, they, I they wish. aim real high. <laughs> oh, geez. That's good for them. Yeah. But, but yeah, so, you, you know, and I'm like, well, you think you'd be happier with that, but like, I just got you the toy you'd wanted for months and you mm. don't even care about it. You didn't care about yeah. it today, you know? So, but you've helped them to, 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 you made them understand that there's no limit to what they can want. They're allowed mm. to want the Lamborghini. 
that's a powerful lesson to be in a home where it's okay to want that. Mm. And it doesn't matter if you get it or not, but it's okay to want that. Right. That's yeah. a really powerful lesson for them. Yeah. You know what my favorite, my favorite thing that I could do with my first child, but not my second, because my second, my first child had already caught on by then, but it's like, we would go to a grocery store and you know, every place, I don't know if it's the same in Norway, but like every place you go to here sells toys. It doesn't matter what it is. If it's a gas station, yeah. if it's okay, like everybody sells toys. <laughs> So I'm, I'm in there with like my one-year-old or my two-year-old. I can't remember how old he was, but he'd always like love, he'd always like take the toys and like, he like loved the toys and whatever, but he didn't have it in his consciousness that we could take them home. It was like a museum of toys. So I was like, really? yeah, isn't this wonderful? This is such a wonderful toy. And then we put it back on the shelf. You know? And that was fine. And that was fine because he didn't have, he didn't understand. I have to plug my, my computer and yeah. losing battery. He didn't understand that like, um, that there was something to be sad about if he couldn't have it. He just liked seeing it, you know? Oh my gosh. Is, isn't that the best metaphor for life though, that you can admire something and love the beauty of it, but you don't need to have it because of that. Like you can feel like it's enough to just look at it and enjoy it and like appreciate the value of it, but without needing to own it and, and needing it to be yours because you don't mm. necessarily get more pleasure out of it just because it's in your house. True, it was nice. like that first initial moment, maybe what you wanted just to admire it and appreciate the value of it or the beauty of it. Right. And once you get it in your house, it's like, well, <laughs> I'm bored. Yeah. That's interesting. I'd never even considered it from, from that standpoint. Yeah. I was just like, yeah, I was just like, well, you know, I'm obviously not buying him everything he sees always. So, you know, <laughs> but it's cool that he likes it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's actually, I but never, I it's, it's never crossed my mind. It's a funny assumption. I think that parents make when like their one-year-old sees a toy that they're asking to get it. Like they have no yeah. concept of what purchasing is or ownership yeah. or anything like that, you know, but we, yeah, do. because this, yeah, it's this thing. Like I'm just appreciating what is, I'm not asking for it. I'm just appreciating it. Mm -hmm. But we just assume because from our decades here, wanting things and needing to own it, we assume that their ego needs to own it in order to be able to appreciate it. So like, I see something nice, I want it to be mine so that I, I can add that nice value to me and my identity and feel um, like feel more valuable, valuable because I own this nice thing. Whereas kids are more like, that's a nice thing over there. I'm valuable over here. So it's just, yeah, that's a cool concept though. That is, I never, yeah. well, I didn't even think about it that way. So thank you. <laughs> Yeah, sure. That was your kid's <laughs> idea, not mine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really it's really cool. I think what what we can learn from, you know, if we observe like I've had such a fun time just like I, and and in fact, I think I've sort of underparented for that like like really underparented sometimes to a fault because I'm like so curious. I'm like, what would you do? <laughs> you <know>? Yeah. <laughs> So you're like, learning from them because yeah. they're probably more free than you are. Totally. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, a fun, get it's a fun experience. I mean, you know, it's, it has, it's, it has its drawbacks too. But yeah. How do you feel like that is like, how do you balance that with your work as an artist? Um, not very well. Um, you know, for, for, uh, I think I'm starting to be able to, 
Well, it's more like, how is it balanced inside me? I guess like I could, I could always create in a way, but maybe not in the way that like I thought I should be creating. Mm. So I think I put a lot of undue pressure on myself, especially in the early years. Cause I'm like, I can never record anything because they're never <laughs> quiet, you know, or like my throat hurts because I didn't sleep for five nights in a row. And, yeah. you know, um, but now that they're getting older and like they're in the other room playing and I'm able to do this and we don't hear them. Right. Yeah. Um, that, that gets a little bit easier. So I'm bouncing. You feel like the kids are, are like fueling your creativity in a way, or like, or is there, what's the emotional connection between your kids and your work? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. You know, when I was talking about how I was kind of in that slump and I was like, really kind of in like sort of this downward spiral, that was something that I kept, I I was, I was seeing a therapist um, for a few months. And, and I was telling her, I was like, I want to feel about music the way that my kids feel about making videos. Like they are so excited about making videos. And I mean, my, my nine-year-old has like learned how to use, you know, like editing software and he's like making all, I mean, That's just crazy thing. more than I can do. And, yeah. and I'm like, I don't feel, I just don't feel like inspired or passionate about anything anymore. And so I'm like, so something's like, something's a little off. And, um, yeah, so I think just having that constant reminder of like what wanting to do something looks like, or like what, you know, having passion for something. And sometimes, you know, they're just like laying on the couch and playing a video game and they're not inspired to create anything. And that's okay. You know, that's a really good point though. I find it really difficult, um, to like find that space of joy. That's something that's really tricky for me because I tend to, um, I tend to use work or creative work as a way of, um, like that's kind of my pleasure zone. Like I, I know how to go, like go out and have fun in the sense of like being with friends or going out for a meal, but it's still not, it's, it's more like I'm happy, but I don't know if I'm necessarily in joy. Like, I don't know how to find the feeling of joy. That's just, a space that I haven't cultivated um, and I'm really good at like creative stuff or or deep conversations or I'm good at a lot of things but the joy part that you see in kids mm. I don't know how to access that yeah. I, that's a part that I haven't been in touch with do and you feel like yeah. that oh sorry I cut you off no I'm done. do you feel like that's a product of your culture though I I noticed when I was living in France in like middle school, we had these exchange students that came in from the U S and they're from Florida Mm. and they were so joyful. (laughs) And I was like, I used to be like that. What happened? (laughs) You know, like, that's like, but now I have to write with the right pen and sit the right way. And yeah, yeah, it definitely could be though. It's, it's because it's, I think it's, part of so I have really big emotions and I'm really loud and I think um yeah maybe it's a cultural thing because at least um like on this continent we're conditioned to or I guess I should say northern Europe we're conditioned Mm -hmm. to dampen our emotions Mm -hmm. and not be like not cry in front of other people, but also not be super loud when you're laughing. Mm. So it's like, we're, we're all told to be just a little bit more bland. 
And so I, it's, I'm not blaming anyone. I'm part of that culture and I, I have the same judgments, but it's like, we're, we're told to not be so, or not be so expressive of our emotions. And what tends to happen is if you have a lot of big emotions and you're not allowed to express them, it gets really painful because there's so much tension that you can't let out. Mm -hmm. So the best way to fix that is to deny or suppress those emotions. And I've done all this shadow work. So I'm now, now comfortable with coping and dealing with my negative emotions. Like I have those tools, but I haven't done any, I want to say pleasure work or light work. <laughs> so I don't know how to cope and hold the positive emotions. Those are really difficult for me to access. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Yeah. That's, I, I don't, that's really interesting. When I, I had a friend who told me when she was like, you say fun a lot. I don't have fun. Mm. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know yeah, what that, that resonates. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, but, but like, it seems like you find, you don't find joy in your work. I mean, that is, that is no, but that's what I'm saying. Like I, I enjoy it and I'm, I'm fired up about it. And I, I love being in that flow state and I get pleasure from it, but I'm talking about that deep sense of joy. Like when your kids are like, yeah. <laughs> I don't find that joy because right. that's, and that's, so I, I enjoy myself and I'm happy and I can even get into a state of bliss where I, when some days when the energies are high and I'm, or I'm just feeling like, fuck, my life is good. I'm so grateful <laughs> for my life and I feel blissful, but there's something about that pure sparkly kind of joy that I, I don't know how to access. And I can't remember the last time. And that's like, it's a different flavor than just happiness. Huh. And it's something that I don't really see in other than, in others than, than kids. It's yeah. as if, as we grow up, we gain this sadness that we carry with us. Huh. So every time we get close to that joy, we also touch that sadness and they work together, but it's like, you don't get that same pure joy anymore. Wow. I'm sounding I, weird. I know. No, no, no. That I'm that that's, I mean, I, I totally know what you're saying. I, I wonder too, like when, and, and I mean, France is very different than Norway, but it, it's, it's mm. not about being loud. It's about not being stupid when you're oh, really, yeah. when you're really joyful, you must be stupid. That's kind I of agree. what I got. Yeah. 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 I, yeah, I agree. We have that here too. Like what the fuck's wrong with you? That's yeah. pretty stupid. Like, Don't you thinking notice all of <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. It's or naive, stupid and naive. Yeah. yeah there's something there. Yeah. 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 But there is, there is like a part of me that that kind of lingers in my mind. I'm like, if I were less intelligent, would I be happier? <laughs> like, because you would naturally see less, right? Or is that just that's a habit what, that you develop? No, that's when you're equating happiness with joy or like, because I'm, I'm happy even when I'm sad. Does that make sense? Like I have struggles and challenges, but I'm built in a weird way where I fucking love the darkness. Like when I'm in the middle of a transformation, I'm like, oh, this fear, <laughs> this limiting belief is so intense. I'm crying. I hate this feeling. And then like the emotional equivalent is like hurting yourself, right? Yeah. But like 80% of me is like, oh, this is going to be so good when I'm on the other side of this, because I know the power of these deep transformations. And I know 
how expanded I will feel. So it's like I get off of that transformation because I love the feeling of um, changing and growing and the sense of I can hold more power. I, I know so much more. It's like the wisdom is deeper and I, I know how to cope with life. And it's like, I'm looking forward to the challenges because I love the sense of growing and expanding. So I can be happy while I'm exploring the negative emotions, but it's, it's, so that's why I also love being intelligent because I'm able to use that intelligence to hold, oh, sorry, to hold both those, like both concepts at the same time, but it's still not the same as, as that pure joy. And I think that comes from, yeah, like you said, it's this conditioning where I, no, I honestly, I honestly don't know where that comes from, but I know that it, for me, it's different than the enjoyment and the pleasure that I find in my work. Um, because yeah, and it's different from satisfaction. It's just, it's a, like that joy is a feeling that I can't grasp. Maybe hmm. that should be my quest, the quest for joy. Yeah, that's interesting. And that this will air after I actually do this, but I'll be, I'm, I'm actually teaching a class on Thursday. It's called Expanding in Joy. And because I've been doing these like somatic and sound practice called yeah. Body Cello, that I, I'm feeling like just releases sort of stuck energy in the body as opposed to like yeah. our mental processes. Cause I feel like that's, that's also when you're talking about like holding tension from holding the emotions, mm. like that really resonates. Yeah. I've been holding a lot of tension. Um, yeah. and I just find like moving your body in, in certain ways and moving sound through your body, like releases a lot of that and expands your, your capacity yeah. for, for experiencing joy. I totally, yeah, I totally so believe loose. that. What? Kids are so, their muscles, they're just like, they, they hold yes. no tension. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I totally believe that. And especially the sound, the sound, because that's vibrations moving through your body. I bet that's going to release so much mm -hmm. and like awaken parts within you. I, I'm, I'm sure that's really powerful. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's fun. So, wow. Well, thank you so much for uh, for joining me. Do you have anything that you wanted to say before we close off our? Thank you for inviting me. Thank you so much. Conversation. It's been, yeah, <laughs> it's been really great catching up with you. I really enjoyed this. Um, yeah, no, I just want to say, reach out to me if anyone wants to do like a one-on-one -on -one call or do long-term work with me and follow me on. Uh, Instagram if you're on Instagram and TikTok oh my god I'm finally on TikTok so embarrassing are you young oh geez talk about expansion but yeah so if, so if you're cool. interested in working with, yeah so if and anyone's interested in working with me I would love to have them reach out and we could talk about it or do a free call to figure out that but okay yeah. and say your full name on here and I will put all the links below yeah Astrid Halvorsen okay and on IG it's Astrid Halvorsen I am family. Astrid Halvorsen I am yeah. Astrid oh okay cool yeah. sweet I follow you but I I don't remember people's handles <laughs> uh, no I don't either <laughs> Okay, cool. Well, thank you so much. This was really fun. Thank you. And, um, thank you. Yeah. Have a wonderful week. And thanks you. thank you to everyone for listening. Reach out to Astrid. She's an amazing coach. And I mean, you can already tell from everything that we just discussed in here. I took more notes, I think, than any podcast I've ever done. So yeah, 
All right. We'll see you in the next episode. Bye. If you enjoyed the podcast, please remember to rate it and subscribe on the podcast platform of your choice. Also, if you go to portersinger.com now, you will find that I have new events, including a monthly chant night on the first Wednesday of every month. You can drop in or choose to subscribe, which means that you get that plus a month's worth of my somatic sound practice body cello for just $20 a month. So please check that out. I am creating a little self-healing sound community over there, and I would love to have you be part of it. All right. See you in the next episode.